Who's excited about Born Again Part 4? All right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Okay. (laughs) All right. This is what we talked about the very first week, okay? To be born again, if you're taking notes, you're going to want to fill this stuff in. Um, This is especially for those that missed a week or two or you haven't been here in a little while. Uh, To be born again into God's family is to repent. Hey, let's remember the rule about not talking. I, I hear a lot of it going on. Thank you. Um, To be born again is to repent, trust in Jesus, and then be filled by the Holy Spirit. That's what to be born again is, that we kind of set that up in the very first week. Um, It is exciting, but just uh, hold the clapping, okay? So that was the first week. That was kind of what it is to be born again. Then the next week, we kind of took it a little bit further, and we said we don't deserve Jesus. We actually don't deserve to be able to be born again and to trust in him. We don't, we don't deserve that. But because of grace, because God loves us, he gives us his son anyway. We get Jesus anyway. This beautiful grace, this beautiful God who loves us so much still gives us Jesus, even though we don't deserve him. Then last week, we kept going with it. And we said that we are called to be holy as a citizen of heaven. We're not citizens of earth anymore. This is not our home. This is not where we're going to be forever. Heaven is where we're going to be forever. Heaven's what we're living for. Heaven is where we're going to be with Jesus and be with God. Okay? Things that last forever. And so while we're here, that's what we're living for. Holy, set-apart people. We're not living for the things here anymore. We're not living for ourselves anymore. Living for God. We're set-apart. We're a holy people. Now this week, we're going to keep going with it and talk about this beautiful word called reconciliation. But before I get to that, the past three weeks, we've had a time for you guys to respond to just the, the good news of who Jesus is and to realize that you can be born again, you can become this new person that's not about you anymore, but that's about God. And through that, there's been 31 of you who have accepted Jesus for the first time, which is awesome. And you can get rowdy for that. You can get rowdy for that. So 31 students, in, in, maybe you're in here, maybe you're not, but 31 students over the past three weeks are now new people. They are new creations. They are little baby Christians who are going to grow up and, and, and be citizens of heaven who are holy and set apart now, which is beautiful. On top of that, you kind of heard Jimmy say it before, we've had 32 students say they want to get baptized tonight, which is them saying, hold your applause, hold it, hold it, which is them saying, listen, I have gotten saved either recently or in the past, but I am now saying, listen, this is, I'm all about who God is. I'm living for him alone. He is the number one priority in my life. I want everybody to know, all of my middle school friends, leaders, doesn't matter. I want everybody to know this is who I'm living for. This is serious. This is a life-changing deal. This is not just I play church and I come to revolution and that's the only time I really give God any time. This is the real deal. This is what my life is about now. 32 students are saying that's what they're doing. Now you can get rowdy. So 31 have accepted Christ, 32 are getting baptized, and uh, if you're a student here tonight and you're like, man, I want to I get baptized too, not just because it's the cool thing and there's 32 people doing it, it's a serious thing, it's something that you need to really think about and talk to God about and talk to your parents about. So if you have time at the end of the teaching and you're like, man, I got to call my parents real quick to see if I want to do this or see if I can do this, then you can, 
but I seriously want you to get your parents' approval, and I really want you to think about that and make sure it's something you really want to do. But if not, don't worry. We still do baptisms at Westridge, just not every Wednesday night. We do it on Sunday morning and stuff. You could sign up to do it then, too. But it's really cool that we're going to be able to baptize a bunch of students tonight and uh, just see them take that next step and just kind of acknowledge who Jesus is in front of all of us and just that they love him and they know him and are going to pursue him. So, this word reconciliation, what does it mean? I want, I want just a couple hands if you think you know what reconciliation means. It's a large word. I understand that. If you think you know what it means, throw your hand up and I'm going to call on you and you're going to have to say it in front of everybody. You, you think you know it, orange shirt? What is it? What is it? <laughs> All right, it has something to do with forgiveness. All right, that's, that's pretty good. I'm going to call on one more person. And, and I want like a confident, this is what it means. All right, you look confident. You look confident. What? Say it one more time. To be reborn. You're skipping ahead, but yes, sort of. Yes. Yes. All right. No, no more guesses. I'm going to tell you, okay? I'm going to tell you. And I know some of you are looking at your notes and you're going to cheat, but here's the deal. Here's, the, here's a couple definitions that I found, okay, that, that the, the dictionaries give us when you look up reconciliation. The reestablishing of cordial, that's your fill in the blank. Why is it your fill in the blank? Because I think cordial is a neat word. Isn't it? Cordial? Hey, friends, let's be cordial with one another. Use that sometime with your friends. They'll think you're really smart. Cordial means friendly, like things are good with you again. Cordial relations, so to reestablish that. So apparently you had cordial relations at one point, like you were buddies, you were friends. And something happened, and then there was no more cordial going on. But somebody reconciled the relationship, and now you have a good friendship again. Okay, another definition. Getting two things to correspond, so go together again. Getting two things to go together to where they they make sense. And then the last thing is bringing back together. So again, something used to be be together, but now it's apart, and then bringing it back together again. Sort of like if I broke a vase right here and just smashed it, and then I picked all the pieces back up and got a whole bunch of super glue, and I, I put it all back together... I reconciled the vase. It's now back together. Sort of like that. Now, here's the deal. Uh, Guys are not great at reconciliation. Um, Here's why, okay? Guys tend to be like a little bit more prideful. Like, we're like, we don't need to say I'm sorry about anything. Like, hey, I hit you in the face with my fist. Oops. (laughs) I'm not saying sorry, you should have moved your face, okay? For whatever reason, we're not good at saying sorry. We're not good at like humbling ourselves and being like, you know what, I was in the wrong here. I shouldn't have done that. But reconciliation requires the admittance uh, of of wrongdoing at some point. Um, And so we're not very good at that. And there's a really good example of this. And, and so for some of you ladies who have a hard time understanding why guys have a hard time with this, um, it, there, there's just a, a real beautiful picture of this in a, a movie that I wanted to show you guys really quick. 
So are y'all okay with watching a little movie clip for just a second? Okay, cool. Well, check this out. This is a beautiful picture of reconciliation, okay? Check this out. Hey. So look, uh, I was way out of line, and I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry about your dad. Thanks. So, cool beans? Cool beans. 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 Cool cool beans. Beans. Cool beans. Cool cool beans. Beans. Cool beans. Cool cool beans. Beans. Cool beans. I mean, if there was a more biblical example of reconciliation, I don't even know what it would be. Um, So, reconciliation, bringing two things that were apart, bringing them back together, and making things right again. Okay? That's kind of the word we're going to focus on and talk about a little bit in the verses we're going to study tonight. So, if you have your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 16 through 21. Okay? If you don't have your Bible, if you look to my left or your right you will see the verses. So we're going to read them together really fast. Follow along with me. Do not talk. Nice. Okay, so verse 16 says, So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. So we don't look at anybody as if they're just, you know, living here forever. We're just people who are dead. We are now alive for eternity because of Jesus And even though we looked at Jesus, we didn't really know who he was at one point. We now know who he is, those that have accepted Christ. Make sense? Okay, verse 17, it says, Therefore, now that we we don't look at these these people anymore like that, um, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. That's that whole being born again thing. The old stuff is dead, the new stuff is now alive. We were dead, now we're alive. All this is from God who reconciled, there's that word, reconciled, short, short word, abbreviation for reconciliation, us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So we were apart from God, right? And then we got brought back together to God because of who? You can say it out loud. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus brought us back together. He reconciled us to God. So now we can know him. You with me so far? Beautiful. Let's keep going. Verse 19, it said that Christ, or that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Who's the us? Would it, would it be the people who have accepted Jesus? The born-again people? So that would be a, probably a lot of us who have done that. So that's who he's talking to. 
those of us who have been born again, we're the ones who are supposed to do this reconciliation too, since we have been reconciled to God. So, let's keep reading. Verse number 20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Let's stop on that word, ambassadors. Anybody know what an ambassador is? Just throw your hand up. I'm not going to call on you. Throw your hand up if you know what it is. Okay, cool. Put it back down. An ambassador is this, for those that don't know. is somebody who represents someone or something, okay? So we have a U.S. ambassador in a whole bunch of countries in, around the world. So if you go to France, you can go to the embassy of the United States and you'll find the U.S. ambassador. He represents us in the U.S. He, re- he represents our country. You go to England, same thing. You'll find a U.S. representative. If you go to Atlanta, you can find some representatives from other countries. You can probably find one from France. You can probably find one from Spain. So there's people who are ambassadors who represent a different country. So kind of the same way like that, we're supposed to be ambassadors for who? Jesus. For God, we're ambassadors for him. We're bringing the news about him to other people. We represent God. We represent Jesus. It's kind of why we're called Christians. That makes sense? We're called Christians because we're ambassadors for Jesus, Christ. So, uh, let's keep reading. After ambassadors, it says, As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Guys right here, you get one more warning, and then I'm sending you out. All right, so... Here's the deal. Let's recap those verses we just, we just talked about. First thing is because of Jesus, we can't miss this. We always have to remember this because this is beautiful. This is the good news that everybody always talks about. You know, like, dude, have you heard the good news? Or you'll see a Bible that'll say, like, the good news on it. That, this is the good news right here. Uh, because of Jesus, we're new creations and we've been reconciled to God. We can know God because of Jesus. That is the thing that should get you fired up every day. That's the thing that should be like fueling you to raise your hands and sing as loud as you can when we're worshiping up here. Um, Because this is what it's all about. That Jesus loved you, saved you, and has reconciled you to where you can know who God is and you can live for him forever. You can live with him forever in heaven. That's the good news. That's it. You don't have to die anymore. You can know God. You can know Jesus. You can live forever and love him. Know him. That is amazing news. And it's true that every one of us have that offered to us through Jesus from God. God's offered that to every one of us. We can be reconciled to him. Now, it doesn't stop there, though. We've kind of heard that for the past three weeks, okay? You can be reconciled, be a new creation, be born again because of Jesus. That that can be any one of us. But he doesn't stop there. He keeps talking. And we find out this, that now God has given his people, which would be us who have accepted Christ, these new creations, these people that are born again, these Christians. He's given us the job of telling everybody, not just a few people and not just certain people, but everybody about Jesus. And again, to tell them the good news about who Jesus is. To tell them the good news that they can be saved. To tell them that they can be born again. That they don't have to live for themselves. And to live in sin and live in death. So he's given us that job. 
But let's make it a little bit more personal, okay? Because that's, that's still just a little bit like them, you know, you guys. No, Get, let's make it a little bit more about you, okay? This is what God has called you to do, okay? If you've been born again in here, if any one of you in here says, yes, I've accepted Jesus at some point in my life, I've been born again, I've been saved, then you are the one, you are the one that God has called to tell your friends who Jesus is. Have you thought about that before? Because I know when I was sitting in your seat before, I've thought, okay, to tell people about who Jesus is, that's like a job for an adult or somebody who works at a church or like a priest or a bishop or a pastor or something. That's not my job. You could not be more wrong. I could not have been more wrong. Your friends that you know that don't know who Jesus is, they don't know who God is at all, they don't have people around them who love them, God has put you in their life to tell them these things, to love them this way, to show them who God is. You, as a middle school student, doesn't matter if you're a 6th, 7th, or 8th grader, doesn't matter if you're a guy or girl, doesn't mean if you're, no matter if you're popular or not, doesn't matter if you're a jock or a real smart kid, in the band, a skater, doesn't matter who you are as far as what you're into and those different things like that. He's put you specifically in your friends' lives to show them Jesus. You. And so when we talk about being born again and that we can know Jesus, that's not just stuff for us to know and then keep it, like, here. Like, I'm born again. I'm going to keep it here. I can experience life forever and ever and really know what it looks like to be a person that God has created and really experience life the way God created it to be. I get to experience all that. But I'm going to keep it right here. I'm not going to talk to anybody about it. I'm just going to be real quiet about it. Because if they hear about it, then they, you know, then it's like it's not just mine anymore. God made this news, this life, This grace, this whole idea of reconciliation, he made it for us to take to everybody. God is way bigger than just for us. God's love is way bigger than just for us to hold on to. It's for everybody. And if you guys in this room, however many of you there are, 300 of you, however many there are, if you guys went out into your schools, went into your families, with your friends, wherever you're at, wherever God puts you, If you're living this out, you're being an ambassador for God, and you're sharing this news both with your words and with the way you act, can you imagine how things would change with your your little group of friends? How it would change in your school if there's a whole bunch of you that get together and start doing this? Could you imagine how God would start to move and work? Because I don't know if you know this, but all these small group leaders and myself, we don't get to just go around and go in your classes and just say whatever we want. Like, it doesn't work like that. If I went in your school and was like, hey, teacher, I need 15 minutes, and I stood up on their desk and was like, friends, Jesus is the only way. And I started spitting and I hit people with the Bible. They would lock me up in prison and say, you're never allowed on this campus again, sir, and you're a lunatic. So God has not put me in that place. He's put you in that place. 
And so when you hear this stuff about Jesus and how awesome he is, I hope you experience that for yourself, and I hope you know that for yourself because it's true. But I hope you don't keep it here. And I hope you don't just keep it to yourself, and I hope you don't not show anybody or tell anybody. Because God is calling you to. He's put you where he's put you for a reason. And you can be a person who brings reconciliation between somebody and God just by telling them that they can have that through Jesus. And so this whole idea of being born again, it's for us, but it's for everybody else too. So let's go share it. Let's go tell people about this awesome love, this grace, all these things we've been talking about. Let's go tell these people about who God is. Let's show them Jesus.